0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast, with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture.
1: Here's a big test. You ever want to try this? Do it at home. Don't do it here. If you don't think you belong to God, if you think God doesn't want you, try denouncing Him. Take your Bible when you go home today, go get a trash can and try to burn it. Just burn it. Just throw your Bible across the street. Just say, I never pick it up again. I did that once.
0: You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Yes,
1: because you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to be going to heaven. Because listen, he's begun to work in you. Oh, for those of you, listen, that maybe think that you've gone too far. Maybe God has given up on you and you're thinking thoughts of condemnation. You need to remember again, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that there's now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You remember that. You're going to go to heaven, friend, because listen, did God not create a work in you? Didn't he begin a work in you? Can you look back, and maybe you're listening right now, and you just think it's all over for you, and just out of curiosity, you've stepped in here today, or you've tuned in today, and you think, it's all over for me. I want to ask you this question. Did God ever begin a work in your life? I do believe that if this question is answered... There will not be enough churches in America to house the prodigal sons and daughters that can make their way back home today. You think the church is big in America? You think this church is big? This is, a, this is ridiculous. I, be, I believe there are more condemned brothers and sisters who are walking around with a scarlet letter, as it were, on their forehead, thinking that they could never go back to church because Satan has lied to them. They're not happy in the world. Listen, is this you? You're not happy in the world because you know better but you feel as though Jesus doesn't want you back. And you're in no man's land. That is Satan's language. Can you ask yourself if God has done a work in you? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, the Bible tells us, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. This is awesome. The Lord knows those who are his. The word in Greek is gnosko. It's a great word. I love this word because the word, listen, the Lord experiences those who are his. That's what the word gnosko means. It means, it means, you see this? Watch, watch. Listen. Bible. Turn the pages. See what I'm doing? I'm gnoskoing this Bible. I'm familiar with it. I feel it. I am in direct connection with it. God's word says, I know those that are mine. I'm in direct connection with them. I feel them. I can touch them. I know them. I cannot be any more intimate with them than what I am with my own. Do you believe in Lord Jesus Christ? That's your reality. You need to spiritually stop tiptoeing around and be confident in Christ. Here's a big test. You ever want to try this? Do it at home. Don't do it here. If you don't think you belong to God... If you think God doesn't want you, try denouncing him. Take your Bible when you go home today. Go get a trash can and try to burn it. Just burn it. Just throw your Bible across the street. Just say, I never pick it up again. I did that once. You're looking at a guy that struggled for three years with such condemnation because I couldn't get over my past. I remember being so angry because I couldn't fathom the love of God for me. How could he? What was funny is that I could see God's love for all of you and the friends around me at that time, but I couldn't see it for me. And it's powerful because that's a. Da- it's powerful because it's dangerous. Because Jesus is a personal savior; he's not a group savior. Amen. You need to hear this. If I were to ask you, do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. And I asked you the diagnostic question. Do you believe he died for you on the cross? Yes. But do you, leave, but, uh, then you believe you're going to heaven, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm just such, I don't know. I keep remembering about my past. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Listen, you understand something. He died for you personally. That's why it had to be God that did it. No man could have done it for us personally. Do you understand that? So, hey, I found a really great guy. He's down the street. As far as I can tell, he could almost walk on water. Maybe he'll die for me. Hey, even if you found such a person, it's not going to work. God had to die for us. And when you come to realize that, that if, if Adam and Eve had a baby, somebody, give, give me your names. Just give me a name. Jennifer. Jennifer. If Adam and Eve had a baby... And Jennifer was the only one born. And then Eve trips over an apple over there. It had to be an apple. The way Apple computer, Apple. It had to be an apple. If Adam and Eve would have sinned and plunged the three of them by their action into condemnation, Jesus Christ still would have died if Jennifer would have been the only kid born into this entire world. Did you know that? Whoa, that's not a very big salvation purchase for all that suffering. You're looking at it religiously. God looked at it purely based on his nature of who he is. God didn't convince himself that he's the redeemer. Because he is redeemer. It's not that it was one or 100 billion people over the course of human history. It's irrelevant to him. He doesn't love based on numbers. He loves one at a time. And that love he has for you is blind to your sins and faults because you believe in Jesus Christ. Do you know why that, Do you know why you see red when you see something red? Because your brain, your eye, is processing every color except one color. You know why the sky is blue? Because it's not blue. You know why you see red? Because that thing's not red. John, you have a red sweatshirt on. I think it's red. Okay, you forgot that. You shocked him. I do, I do. So here's, it's it's wild. My eyes and the... in the spectrum of light, my eyes are processing all of the color, colors here. But you know what's, what's being rejected? His, what he's wearing, the reason why it's that color to me is because every color of the spectrum is being absorbed except one color. What color is it? Red. Red is bouncing back and hitting my eye. Thus, I say it's red. It may not be red. Red. The sky is not blue. The sky absorbs every color except blue. It spits blue back at you because it's not absorbing blue. Are you hearing me? When God looks at the Christian, the Bible says we've been washed in the blood of the God sees everything. He would have. You see as a as a non-Christian, God sees all of my sin. But the moment I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb, imagine you being, because of belief, you're dipped in a tub of blood. You say, Pastor, that's so gross. It should be gross. It costs God his life. And you stand up. I see, listen, if I were God and I'm looking at you, I only see red. That's why the Bible says he will not he, he will never remember your sins. And as far as the east is from the west, he will remove your sins from you. Why? Because he only sees red. (laughs) So who made that up? God did. Stop trying to convince him of other things. Just zip it, will you? Thank him for it. When you trust Christ, God sees you red, washed in the blood of the lamb. That's his deal. Listen, he did that. Enter into that. You have nothing to do with it but to believe him. So get into it. Stop overthinking it. Did you do wrong? Did you sin against God? Was that evil? Yes. Then run to him. Run to him and get red. Plunge as the old hymn goes in under the fountain of Emmanuel's veins. Remarkable. Here's the reality. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Listen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has... uh, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, in Christ, just as he chose us in him, that's Jesus, before the foundation of the world. That means God knew you before you were ever hatched. He knew who you were. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us. He did that based on his foreknowledge. This should encourage you, believer, who's going to heaven. To adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in, notice capital B, the Beloved, that's Jesus. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom, prudence, having made known to us, here it comes, the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Hear all this legal talk? It's as though God is making a declaration, an executive order from God, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, in him, verse 11 says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Is this genius or what? Verse 12, that we should first, that we who first, there it is, Trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Wow! You meditate on That's deep. That's beyond deep. That's letting you into to the secret or the mystery of salvation that was in the heart and mind of God before time ever was. Philippians 1, verse 6. Philippians 1, 6 tells us, be, technically, the Greek is be being. We say Being confident of this very thing. The the word in the Greek means be being confident. Always, never, never, never do you not have to be confident. It's a a command. Be being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. That means God does his work. Are you going to heaven? I'm not sure. Do you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? Yes. I just don't feel saved. Stop it. And believe. Go back to what you know. What got you originally to raise your hand or to get up or come forward or to fall on your face or to say, Jesus, come into my life and save me from myself, wash me clean of my sins and cause me to walk with you. And if you prayed that 10, 20, 30 years ago, and you've been like a pinball machine ever since, by God's grace and mercy, you're hearing this message today and you can stop being like that game, that toy and receive this message from the Lord today that he wants you and he will make up for all the time that has been wasted and then finally this is the final push it's going to take me a few minutes to give you this final thing but yes you're going to go to heaven because he has spoken life to you this is the absolute come on let's be honest man this is why we love God he speaks to us the things that we need to hear. When a, when a wife wants to hear her husband say, I love you more than anything in the whole world. That's, she wants to hear that. If she says, honey, do you love me? And he says, I pay the bills, don't I? That's, that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. The amazing thing, what God has done. God did it all. And then we ask him, do you love me? And he says, yes. And, if, and whenever you doubt it, Jack, just look back at what I've done for you in the past. Go back to the cross. You know what? If you doubt it, read the gospels again and, and you'll see what I did because I'm crazy about you, Jack. You see, I just can't handle the love of God. Well, listen, he's begun a good work in you. You're a little stubborn. I get it. Just start here then. God likes you. (laughs) That's a good place to start. I can't handle the love of God. Well, then you know what? He likes you. Start there. See, what does that mean? That means he wants to hang out with you today. (laughs) That's good news. Most people don't. He does. (laughs) Right? Think of it. I'm glad he loves me. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter four verse three says, "But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Whose the minds, the God of this age, Satan is blinded, who do not believe? See that? Lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them." Wow. Last verse, it's a whopper. Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. On the same day that Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, a great multitude or multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And then he spoke many things to them in parables, parables, parabolos, para alongside, parabolos, to cast truth alongside every head every heart of every listener he just threw out the truth and it landed like a like a bobber on a fishing line right alongside each person's head para alongside balos to cast truth alongside their head notice he didn't force it into their heart he didn't shove it down their throat he cast it alongside them he's casting alongside us this is what he said Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some, that is seed, some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and said to him, they're going to be asking him this, why do you speak to the people, them, in parables? And he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Stop right there, verse 12, listen. He's not withholding the truth from them. Satan blinds the eyes of those who do not believe. Jesus throws out in preaching, he throws out the truth to all, but not all except. That's how you know who is in the family and who's not. Oh, I wish pastors across America would get this down. They don't need to apologize for the Bible and avoid portions of the Bible. If they're really pastors, they're supposed to give the Bible and let Jesus do his work. You don't make make a church happen. You're just supposed to do one thing, pastor, and you're just supposed to give them the truth faithfully. And God does the rest. If If you try to build a church, you'll never build a church. You'll build a clubhouse, but you won't build a church. Let him build it. And he uses his word to do it. You just give the word, and he takes care of the rest.
0: This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.
1: Real life,